welcome to Only Yesterday. Um, my name is Tony, and today I've got a very special guest. Who are you? I am Sammy Brooks, your wonderful sister-in-law. That's right. <laughs> family in the building, bro. I'm putting my family on. Let's go. Um, and so today we're going to be discussing the potential benefits and risks of therapy. Sources for today, um, a glossary of therapy approaches and modalities by Mental Health Match. Um, highly recommended if you would like to explore therapeutic approaches that might be right for you. You can just kind of like look at the different types. It's incredible. Um, we've got common nonspecific factors in psychotherapy by Marcus J. H. Hubers, I believe. And Pim, oh Lord, I'm... I'm not even going to try to pronounce this name. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm going to try. But they're, for, for what it's worth, they're from the University of Amsterdam, the Netherlands. So it's spelled C-U-I-J-P-E-R-S. So like quijpers or like quijpers? Maybe the J is silent? Like quijp? I'm not sure. But I want to give that person, you know, the, the benefit for the work that they've done. Um We've also got negative effects in psychotherapy, uh, commentary and recommendations for future research and clinical practice by Alexander Rosenthal, uh, Michael Lambert, et al., the Cambridge University. So what is therapy? Um, how would you define therapy? Um, I think it really depends um, person to person, but I think therapy is just either to help people through things, give them coping mechanisms. Some people need medication. I think all of those things combined kind of are good ways to help people, um, especially with their mental health. Some people it's like situational. Um, other people it's lifelong that they really need therapy. So it's just kind of help for anything that you need help with that comes to mind with mental health is what I think therapy's for. Okay, cool. <laughs> Yo, I, I like that definition. And I think it's interesting as well, like you mentioned uh, mental health a couple times in therapy. And so um, because we have like the entire world of, what is it? I, I guess, you know, well, I got you. So the I love that <laughs> definition. And so Thank for you. the definition that I found, um, it is. A therapy or medical treatment is the attempted remediation of a health problem. So basically, we're helping people, right? Um, usually following a medical diagnosis. As a rule, each therapy has indications, and this was an interesting word that I didn't know existed. Um, contraindication, which is a symptom which forbids the use of a typical treatment. So, like, for example, if you have, like, someone who's a hemophiliac or something, like, you know, and then they're like, oh, I got got a super bad headache so you might want to prescribe aspirin but it's like yo maybe not because this person like their blood is already not in the best right. situation so maybe we find a different kind mm -hmm. and so I, I thought that was an interesting word yeah. um and so there are many different types of therapy and not all therapies are effective uh, many therapies can produce unwanted and adverse effects medical treatment and therapy are generally considered synonyms however in the context of mental health the term therapy may refer specifically to psychotherapy and so when we discuss like the different types of therapy, like you were saying, um, like we've got like physical therapy, right? Like, like mm -hmm. mom does. And we've got like psychotherapy. We've got um, what other types of therapy, mm, like regarding like not specifically psychotherapy or physical therapy. I wonder, what, what do you think? I, I don't know. I mean, I, f I just, I feel like there's all kinds of different things that people can call therapy. Mm -hmm. Um but if you're talking medically specifically, I don't know a ton of different ones. But yeah, so I mean, like people would even consider like sometimes horseback riding is like their therapy or mm. kind of those abstract ideas of people's things that are therapeutic for them. 
Oh, I like it. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, if we're talking medically, I don't know all of the therapies out there, (laughs) but I think, like I said, I think therapy can be many different things for, for everybody, but. Absolutely. No, I think that's great. Like, because there are so many different types of treatment, right? And it doesn't necessarily need to be like super medical treatment. Like sometimes someone just needs to go for a walk in the woods, you know, Mm -hmm. and just. Yeah. Clear their mind. Yeah. Some people use drugs. I mean, not always saying that's the best option, but (laughs) (laughs) you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's a good good point uh, for sure. Uh, So next section we've got are different types of therapy. And specifically, we're going to be discussing different types of uh, psychotherapy. Um, one of them that I've mentioned a lot and swear by and highly recommend if you've not done it, um, is CBT, uh, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, um, which is mindfulness and acknowledging your intrusive thoughts, um, but also, uh, correcting negative thought patterns and behaving based on the responses versus a reaction to a situation. That's what I meant. (laughs) <laughs> it's great. <laughs> so. so, yo, I'm, so you said you're inter- so um your your therapist is doing CBT with you? Yes. So I've been going to her for six years, and it was basically um, I had PTSD from the situation that we're going to discuss later, mm-hmm. um, and then generalized anxiety disorder was what else she um, diagnosed me with because from insurance you have to have a diagnosis but she's like i don't necessarily want to diagnose you with anything because we may fix it or change it but um so that's what we did i didn't want to have to take medication because that was part of my ptsd Mm. (laughs) because i have medical um anxiety as well so um i wanted to figure out ways of coping identifying what was going on moving through it being able to help myself come out of panic and anxiety by myself without having to rely on medication. That's not the best option for everybody, but that's what has worked for me. So six years later, here I am with all my coping mechanisms. Hey, the <laughs> so building. yeah, I mean, it, it, there's ups and downs. There's always roller coasters with, you know, having your mental health the way that it is, but um, it helps me. So oh, for sure, I, I think it's super helpful, especially if you've not gone through something like that before. Yeah. Um, cool. So we've also got um, DBT, which is dialectic behavioral therapy, um, which is mindfulness surrounding managing difficult emotions and interpersonal communication skills. Um, the way that I like to think about it is essentially using mindfulness to choose your words carefully, not necessarily the words you speak, but also the words you think and the words that you're, you know, saying to yourself in moments of, you know, either stress or moments where you're feeling particularly negative, just like what words are you choosing to qualify and to describe what's happening? Like that may also have an effect on what you're feeling. Um, We've also got prolonged exposure therapy and just for the, for the record, I'm not going to go like an exhaustive, extensive <laughs> list. Um, I'm just naming the main ones. Yeah, like just a. I just picked a four that I thought were interesting. And um, again, if you want to get even more into it, the the source that I recommended at the first, well, the first source, the glossary of different types of therapies, is a good place to start. So, um, <laughs> prolonged exposure therapy uh, uses many different modalities as the client sustains exposure to their imaginal stress stim- you know, stressful stimuli. Um, which requires the client to narrate the trauma with the intention and confront the triggers that remind them of the trauma. And so it's not necessarily saying, like, we're going to flash pictures of when you were in Afghanistan. Like, we're not going to do stuff like you're, you're closing your mind, you're imagining, 
you know, these types of things. And again, we're using many different modalities to do this particular type of work. So I don't think we should just like go around exposing each other to trauma like (laughs) (laughs) sometimes triggering people isn't the answer you need to be trained in how to trigger people and manage their emotions while it's happening exactly (laughs) exactly so yeah we got to be careful with that um and another one we've got is narrative therapy uh, which is essentially stepping outside of your own shoes and involvement within the situation to gain an understanding and insight and a proactive perspective on it thus empowering the client Oh, and that's so, great. Right. And I, my therapist had done this with me. For those of you who don't know, I had gone to therapy. I mean, I still would like to, but I mean, I just haven't gone in a while, you know, just chilling, don't really need it. But um, he had, like, we we were talking about something that was particularly traumatic. And um, he was like, well, let's take a moment to, like, look at this from an objective standpoint, right? Like, mm-hmm. you were however old when this had happened. And, you know, the typical response of someone that age would be one that you exhibited in that particular time, right? Like this is a common response for people who have gone through this particular type of thing. And so that helped me to kind of like, like break down the, like the negative, the disdain that I had for myself really. Right. And so it was a, it was really cool. I think that we should also do that if you've got the opportunity. Um, Yeah. Sometimes looking back on the way that we handle things, like there's a lot of shame that gets carried with that, but Mm -hmm. we have to give ourselves grace in the fact that we were children and we didn't know any better, you know? Um, And another thing, I think thinking outside of like looking at your situation, it's almost always easier to help other people through stuff because it's not your emotions. So if you look at it from that perspective of, okay, I'm going to step outside and look at this as if it were my friend, what would I tell them? How would I, you know, what ideas would I have for them to handle it? I think that's great. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) So again, we need, uh, we need more, uh, how to put, if you're going to be, you know, in the field of helping people or wanting to be in the field of helping people, um, expand your horizons, right? Like don't just be stuck in one thing because one thing might not work for this client, you know, like you right. might need to be able to find something else. Yeah. Um, she even did art therapy with me, which I never thought would be my thing. I'm not really an artist, you know? Right. So I was like, you want me to draw something? Hmm. Okay. And then she just gave me crayons and then she broke down what she saw in my image. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my whoa, God. this is why we pay you. <laughs> I would have, I would have never guessed that that's why I drew that. But now that you said that, it makes so much sense. Hey, oh, you know, absolutely. it's crazy. That's why we leave it up to professionals though. Right. <laughs> yeah, right? They're supposed to be paid to know what they're doing. Right. So, yeah, yeah. She's great. So for those of you, those of you therapists who are in the field and are just like pretending to care about people and are actually like, actively harming people stop it yeah stop please, doing that please. please just get out of the field and find something else to do or get better at your job okay boom so why i mean i just want to say like there's so many different reasons as to why someone would seek psychotherapy or just ser- therapy in general right yeah so why did you seek therapy um well i grew up Um, not my whole childhood, but for a good chunk of the part where you learn how to communicate your feelings and like learn about what you're feeling and things like that. Um, my, one of my parents was an addict. Mm. So during that time it was, I took on the scapegoat role that they talk about when people go to NA or AA, things like that. One of the family members basically takes on everybody's everything in Mm. the family And that's just what I did. So I took care of everybody, but I had no outlet or way to explain what I was feeling or 
any of that stuff. So I just learned to bury my emotions. So we all know that that's not good because eventually you're going to blow your top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately, it took me a really long time. I was really toxic. Um, even with my husband now, there was a period of time where like, I would just yell at him with no end because I didn't know how to say what I was feeling or express why things were going on, you know. Um, and then eventually I had an emergency medical situation where I almost died. And that caused PTSD, which then blew me into a mental health crisis, essentially. Like, I couldn't function. I couldn't do anything but walk around the house, pace, and, like, drink water because that was all that was making me feel like I was alive, you know. And I couldn't get it to stop. Like, I had no tools. Mm. I had no way to explain what was happening. I had no way, you know, of anything that I was feeling. And so my brain just kept going to this position of... The only way to make this stop is if I were to die. Like, dying is the only way to make this stop. Hmm. And in that moment, I was like, I know that that's not true, but I need help. Like, I need someone that can help me, tell me, you know, and I immediately, like, started looking around, found my therapist. Some people shop around for therapists. I tried her one time. Six years later, we're still kicking it. Nice, nice. (laughs) But, yeah, so... I had pretty bad PTSD about the situation. I couldn't even talk about it for a long time. And then as we were going through therapy and she was giving me those tools, I figured out how to communicate. So, like, now me and my husband never fight. We just talk, Mm -hmm. you know, because I'm able to actually figure out what I'm trying to say. You know, we get passionate. Right, right, of course. (laughs) But we don't yell at each other anymore, you know. We have no need for it. So it's – it – saved me essentially because I wasn't suicidal in that sense. It was just that like, I felt like I had no other option. Like nothing was going to make me stop panicking. Nothing was going to make me stop feeling this anxiety being a Like I couldn't drive a car. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. Like there were days where I had to call my dad to come drive me to work because I didn't feel safe getting behind the car, like getting in the car to drive myself to work. Mm. You know, it was, it was crazy. Sounds and like it was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I still battle anxiety all the time, you know, and it feels like I'm taking steps backwards because I'll have like periods of time where I'm really good and I don't have as much anxiety and I'm fine. And then there will be like months that go by where I have anxiety all the time and it's not a step back. It's just, you know, mental health is a roller coaster and we just have to ride it and mm-hmm. cope, you know, without therapy, I would not have been able to cope and figure out how to manage it, especially having a kid now. Right. <laughs> Man, kids right. give you anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. No, absolutely. So, yeah. So that's why I got into it. And it's helped with my past as well, kind of rectifying all those things that I was burying. Because mm-hmm. um, I had very bad self-esteem. I still do, you know, from the addict parent being emotionally abusive. And so it's just... Yeah, it helps you come to terms with things, especially things from your past that you don't even think about. Yeah. Yeah, so then I'm like, oh, I, I forgot that that happened. Thank you for bringing it out of me. Right. Thanks <laughs> for know? bringing that back up. God, <laughs> But that can be hard, too, because some things that you forgot, you don't want to have to relive, you know, but. Right. Well, absolutely. Beneficial. And that's why it's uh, it's that's why it's hard. That's why we require you know degrees and things to be able to help people manage this because it's so easy to hurt someone. Yeah, like yeah. To, so. Yeah, I, gr- fantastic. Yeah, um, and that hurt people, hurt people thing. Yeah, it's real. Yeah, you yes. know, <laughs> yes, hurt people so. do hurt people, and that's uh, we take that to the bank for sure. 
Um, and so my personal uh, experience with therapy, like I, without getting too much into it, you know what I mean? Because it's not like really... You you know what happened, right? Like you you've been told uh, the yeah. stories. I haven't about heard it from you, on. but yes, but you haven't heard it from me. But yeah, you yeah. And so basically, all that madness happened when we were a lot younger. And so when I was in high school, I was like, okay, well, I I see that you know my brother's going through what he's going through, my sisters are going through what they're going through, mom's going through what she's going through, dad going through what he's going through. And I felt like if I were to like lose my mind and like not even lose my mind, if I was just like lose my cool yeah and just like start freaking out and shit like like i would feel like the family would be in shambles and yeah. i was like i can't in good conscience do that and it, like and granted like i wasn't like a saint yeah like i, I was an adolescent i was an at-risk adolescent like so i we got into some shenanigans but um never really went to therapy um until i was in the air force and by that time Things were just, like, cascading, it seemed. Yeah, the damage um, was done. Yeah, the damage was done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now everyone's uh, going through the motions of, you know, like, the, of, I guess, like, being aware of what happened. Now that we're, like, we're older, we're getting older, and we're like, okay, well, that fucking sucked. So let me try to be be young again. Let me go have yes. my fun again. Let me try uh-huh. to do this. Regain that youth and innocence, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so um, through all that, yeah, I didn't go to therapy until again I went to England actually and then I was like yo it's someone's job to be here for people in this fashion like holy shit um it I don't know it was it was insane I guess like I wasn't expecting I wasn't expecting the response that I got from therapy like in my therapist they did um a bunch of CBT they did we also did a lot of group therapy as well so it wasn't just like a lot of just individual therapy there was individual but then there was also group therapy um but it really sparked my interest in wanting to somehow provide a way to be there for other people who are struggling, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Anyway, that was insanely vague and like around <laughs> the way, <laughs> a roundabout well, way. Well, it's nobody's business unless you want to tell it, right? I didn't tell what my medical emergency was. I just said I had one, right? Right, so. right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Got to find that out. Like DM if you really want to know. And then even then, you might not know. Um, and so, so um so i wanted to also touch on the uh the biopsychosocial perspective um as to why people would seek therapy especially being in the this is what we in social work call the multi-dimensional framework um because you know as we are humans we have the biological right the biophysical what's going on with us and then that also affects how we think about things right like how ooh, am i feeling okay like oh my stomach hurt i can't go in today boss or and then we've also got the social aspect right so someone who feels isolated in their social realm or if they feel like people around them are doing too goddamn much like or <laughs> whatever it may be like there's there's many different reasons as to why someone would seek therapy um and i just want that to i just wanted to have that like on record because i don't want to just have people say oh only yesterday's only talking about the the brains what what about the rest of us what about the rest of our bodies like yo we i want to talk about it all yeah oh, yeah oh my gosh the effects anxiety has on my body are insane people don't even realize the physical effects that come out of some of your mental health issues. It's, it's mm-hmm. insane. Like I'll be talking to my therapist and I'm like, man, I'm always feeling this way and that way. She's like, yeah, it's, it's cause you have really high anxiety. You know, your anxiety is the reason why these things are happening within your body. I'm like, no way. For, are you kidding me? Like, it's not just in my head. It has to be in my body too. Come on, you know, mm-hmm. or the hyper hypervigilance that comes with PTSD. That one gets me, man. 
Yeah, that was. I'm like, I can feel my heart beating. <laughs> I can <laughs> like, feel my heart beating. Why can I feel my heart beating? And it's because I'm hyper-focused on my body because I have medical anxiety, you know? And so I'm like, am I okay? Like, why is my eye twitching? Why is, you know, like my heart slowed down? What's going, you know, like you're just way too in tune to things. And that's another effect. I hate the hypervigilance. Yo, it's no fun. No, absolutely not. <gasps> yeah. So how has therapy helped you? Oh, man. So you said giving you coping skills. Like, how else has it helped? Oh, therapy changed my life. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I used to talk to Alex about everything, and Alex has a really good perspective, and he has coping mechanisms and things like that that he would try to give me, but it he was in it with me. So having his perspective on it while it's outside, it's still inside. And so I feel like it wasn't helping me as much because from him, it feels like judgment because he knows how to cope. He knows, you know, so going to therapy for me, I was able to, in a safe, non-judgmental space, having someone that has no idea who I am, no idea of the players in the game, you know, like, any of this, I'm able to really express. And she gave, like, I, like I said, I had no idea how to identify my emotions at all, you know? And I went through a period of like rage and like, I could taste my rage, you know, and she would help me through the rage. Like it's, I had no idea how to communicate prior to having therapy. So I really didn't realize how much of a toxic person I was being to the people around me because I was unable to communicate how I was really feeling. So almost everything was like one-sided because I wasn't able to give of myself at all. Hmm. And that, and then I would just shut down. If there was like an overload of emotion that I didn't know how to handle, I would just shut down, you know, which also isn't fair to the people around me because they depend on me as well. I can't just be taking from people, you know. So while I've always been a good and kind person, (laughs) I was very toxic and it's not something that I was aware of until I went to therapy and it gave me the tools and it's, I still, six years later, I'm still in therapy. You know, I started out going twice a week and now I go every other week, never to that, but I still, and I am such a huge proponent of therapy now that like my sister's in therapy and I helped get my other sister into therapy. We all have the same therapist. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, She's great. (laughs) Um, And then I'm really trying to talk to my dad and get him into therapy. He does go see, um, what are they called? A psychologist. He sees a psychologist every three months or so. Um, But my mom... She's the one, man. She needs therapy. Okay. She's the one that needs to go. <laughs> and so does my dad. They both do. Um, my mom mm. didn't have a rough childhood or anything like that, but going through um, with my dad's addiction, she's always been the strong one, but she had a lot of shame and carried a lot of shame. And it was like, she just kept it all in, you know, and didn't mm. tell anybody and like suffered in silence and all of that. But it's kind of put her in a place now where she's an amazing woman, but she has a lot of resentment that she doesn't want to acknowledge. And she could also learn better ways to communicate. She's a very, my way is right. Nothing else is right. Don't waste your time doing it that way, you know, kind of person. I'm like, mom, but there's like, you know, there's other ways to do stuff right (laughs) you know and just for my dad he had a rough childhood growing up um 
His dad was a, a World War II vet that was a POW that escaped. Um, and he had severe PTSD. He also was diagnosed with schizophrenia and mm. bipolar disorder. Mm. Um, so he was very verbally abusive, physically abusive, all of that. But turns out he was my favorite person in the entire world because as soon as he had grandbabies, he got it, he got it together. But he had gone to the VA a lot of times for mental health crises and things like that. My dad had to punch him in the face because he was getting, he was assaulting my aunt. And my dad was like, no, you know, Not so. having that. Yeah. So he had a rough childhood and I think it's, it would be important even now, like that their generation is kind of anti-therapy. Hmm. Um, like we got this, we're mentally tough. We can, you know, but I feel like there's so many benefits to it of, you don't even necessarily have to open up your past, but maybe figure out what's going on now and why, you know, my dad does have a lot of mental health issues and that's why he became an addict. And, you know, so it's that self-medicating thing that people right. like to do that kind of caught him. But I just think it's in, at least in my life, um, therapy would be really beneficial to the people around me, you know, and I've even seen it in the people around me that are in therapy, that it's life changing (laughs) for, for me. I mean, there, I I wouldn't say that everything would work for me. You know, I know that there's all kinds of different therapies out there. Some people use like ketamine therapy. Um, I know, yeah, I don't know. So there's tons of different therapies and different things work for different people. But I think at least every person should have some kind of therapy at some time in their life. Because everybody goes through things, you know, and we don't always have the tools. Absolutely. I feel like we should be able to reach out to people who do have, you know, some tools in their toolkit that they can help us, you know, put in our toolkit. Right. Um, And so there's many different ways that therapy can be uh, helpful. Uh, It can help you with behavioral regulation. Like you were saying, I was feeling like super toxic, but now I'm like maintaining. I'm trying to be, you know what I'm saying, better. Um, We've got cognitive mastery. So able to think more clearly, right? Without as much shenanigans, I'll right, say. Right, that intrusive thought, man. Yeah, that's, that's rough, for <laughs> it sure. It is. Um, Not acting on them is the, the hard part. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Uh, we've got the um, encouragement of facing fears, um, if that's something that you're needing to work on, right? Like work on dealing with stressful situations or putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation so that you can learn how to be uncomfortable and learn how to deal with those feelings not saying put yourself in stressful situations and particularly traumatic situations, but I'm just saying learn how to deal with the feeling of being uncomfortable so that when something stressful does happen, you'll at least have some sort of frame of reference. Right. That's all I'm saying. Right. It's okay to be uncomfortable. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's hard, but you know, that's a part of life. You need to be uncomfortable. Yeah. For sure. It helps and there's you. no way to avoid it, you know, <laughs> forever. Right. You know what I'm saying? Unless you want to stay home all the time. But that's not fun, you know? Right. <laughs> but we got to do stuff. And so that also, and the next one would be taking risks. Um, and again, not like life-threatening risks. But, right. you know, doing things that are, again, slightly out of your comfort zone so that you can gain a new skill, perhaps. Um Therapy is also good for helping with modeling if, again, you're taking it seriously and you're doing what you should be doing. Um, And then we've got success experience. So just 
being successful in whatever it is that you're feeling that you need success in, right? Developing that skill or developing that recipe. Just get that nice seasoning on there. You know what I mean? You can't you can't get the seasonings right if your brain's all clouded. You know, go right. to therapy, get it get it all sorted out, and then right. come back at it for sure. Um, so next subject I want to talk about um, is the varied effectiveness. Um, it's not one size fits all. Can't mm-hmm. be. Cannot be. Right. Um, and so there's truthfully, and again, this is based on the article that I was, um, that I'd referenced earlier. Um, there's not been as much research done into the negative effects of therapy. However, the general consensus, uh, regarding the negative effects seems to be an exacerbation of symptoms. Um, and I'm sure that we can imagine scenarios where that exists, right? So if we're saying someone is going in because they have, uh, schizophrenia, and their therapist is like, yeah, nah, man, it just seems like you're kind of worked up a little bit. You just need to calm down. Like, there, it doesn't seem like there's anything wrong with you. You know, like, you're just you're just big chilling, you know? Like, don't even worry about it, dog. It's all in your head. You're, you're fine. Um, I know it's all in my head. That's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> but, right, and so when if a situation like that arises, right, and then now we have this person who's um, not fearful but uh, distrustful of the organization who they're supposed to be, you know, who's supposed to be there for them, which again can exacerbate that symptom when you're like, okay, well, I need to go to therapy. And you're like, well, I don't want to go to therapy because this person is going to, and so. Be dismissive, right? Be dismissive. Or physical therapy. If someone is, you know, needing help with their knee and their technician or their whomever it is, physical therapist, just twerks that motherfucker in the wrong direction. You know what I mean? Just like, because they thought that, oh, we need to, oh, we needed to do this protocol. Oh God, I'm so sorry for your knee. Let me break it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And so, and so uh, we can imagine uh, scenarios where as a therapist being psychotherapy, physical or otherwise medical, either unskilled or due to negligence negatively impacts the person's outcome. Um, Yeah. Happens. Yeah, and I can, I've even seen instances of, like, that kind of exposure therapy or, you know, I'm a huge fan of hoarders that show hoarders, you right, know? Right, Sometimes you'll be watching the therapist work with these hoarders and doing it is exacerbating their, their problem. They're almost keeping more because, like, you're taking, you know, I don't know. Like, and they're trying to do therapy with them while it's happening, but it's too much, you it's know? Much. And now's not the time. They're not ready, you know? And I think therapy is also in that way. Like, if you're not ready for it, it may not be effective. Absolutely. You know, it's almost like going to treatment. Absolutely. It's the same thing. You know, if if you're not ready, it's, it may not be effective. And it it can be effective, but if you're not ready, you're just going to feel pressured and it's not going to do what it's, you're not going to get the benefits from it. So that could also have the adverse reaction if you're forced into it. That could also play a role whether they're a good therapist or not. You know, yeah, and that that makes a you, you raise a good point. Um, so when you say like we're doing drug treatment, even like that's that's technically like right drug therapy, right? We're we're saying hey, this person's suffering from this drug. We're going to you know we're going to use these programs that are specific to either this drug or this train of thought regarding substance use. And you know we got a protocol, we got professionals, we've got so like and again like there's just so many different. Uh, fields of treatment and care that the term that that fall under the term therapy, mm-hmm. right? And so I, when we talk about okay, <laughs> when we talk about going to therapy, like there's I, I can I can think of at least three people right now, um, two of them clients at work um, that are like, oh hey, I went to therapy, and man, 
I told that therapist, I didn't tell him anything. I told him he's he's an ugly mother, so and so, right? Like, oh, they asked me about my family, and I was like, man, shut up. I don't, I ain't trying to talk to you right now. Like, go away. And so, I I, I can literally I'm picturing this person's face right now. And yeah. when we talk about how good therapy can be, it's it's good if you don't expect the therapist to do all the work for you. Like they can give you the tools, they can give you the, you know, the insight or they can offer a perspective. But if you're not going to put in the work, it's not going to be good, right? It's not going to be effective. Yes. That's huge. You have to want to heal. That's that's, as simple as that. You have to want to get better, you know? And I wanted to be better. I wanted to get better. You know, it's the same with like any friendships, relationships, any kind of those things, you know, you have to work at it. Mm -hmm. You can't just like hope that they do all the work and then you get to just reap the benefits. That's not a, that's not a relationship. That's not a friendship. You know, everything takes work, push and pull. You know, if you want to get what you need out of therapy, you have to do that work. That's why therapists give you homework, you know, like work on this at home, you know, write this down, think about this, be mindful of this, you know? Um, and it takes a long time, you know, I'm still working on, um, my self-esteem. Mm-hmm. It's not something that can happen overnight. You also have to give yourself grace in the fact that it's going to take time because right. you have to do the work. Have to do the you work. You can't get discouraged by the fact that you have to do the work. <laughs> right, right. It's like it's like wanting the six pack but not wanting to go to the gym or yes, not wanting to work out. That's me though. <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna lie. You know what I mean? I, I do like ten crunches and I'm like, where's it at? <laughs> where's it at? Where is it? And you know, like, and so that's that's a good point as well because. When we when we we have to have consistency, right? Because it reminds me of a situation right now, and you know exactly the situation of a person who said or has said, "Yo, I'm I've gone to therapy. I've done one done one meeting, the intake. I've done one thing. I'm good to go. Everything is fine." Like, no, no, you you just did ten crunches and expected a fucking six pack. Like, mm-hmm. no, you need to do more work. Okay, right. Um, just showing up is the it's the first part. You actually have to go to the gym. Yeah. You actually have to work out at the gym. Just right. showing up at the gym doesn't count. Right. It, doesn't, it doesn't count. Just, just stand there and look around. Or even if right. it's a home gym. You know what I mean? Like, right. you got to put in the work. Right. Um, and on the inverse, um, therapists and caretakers and things of this nature have an obligation. Not even, a, like, it's an obligation and a responsibility wrapped into one. Like, we, we need to take care of the people who we're tasked with taking care of. And... If you are doing your job and you're doing it to the best of your ability, um, I think that's incredible. That's what we need. But if you're doing your job to get the bare minimum out of this situation and you are just being here to show up, like, you need to do more work. Like, no, absolutely. You need to put in the work, too. Right. I don't think people that actually don't care about people should go into jobs where you have to take care of people. It's as simple as that. Like, if you don't like people, don't get a job to care, to care for them. It's just as simple as that. Exactly. Like, if you if you can't relate to people or you think, because I know that there's people out there that are super judgy about people, mm-hmm. and don't don't be a therapist then. Like, if you're going to judge someone's background, you know, a lot of times our journey, we're the product of things that we were exposed to, you know, and that you have to go in mm-hmm. understanding that. If you're not that kind of a person, don't do this job. Right. Well, for sure. Yo, so so what can we do? Um, we can be mindful more often than not, and being aware of our physical and psychological well-being. Um, 
It'll help you stay more in contact with your, your grounded with yourself, with your peer groups, with your support group, you know, to be like, hey, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm noticing. Um, do that. We can also be open with your support group um, because we can't really help if we don't know what's going on. Right. I mean, yeah. And I hate the stigma around therapy too. It's okay to get therapy. Yeah. Seriously. It's just like it's okay to go to the doctor. Like <laughs> you go to the doctor when you're sick, like it's the same thing. Go to therapy if you, you know, need some mental help. Oh, exactly. And that's, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I also want to echo that, right? Like there's, there is no shame in seeking therapy. I would argue it takes an even stronger person to reach out and say, I need help. Like, yo, I'm about to lose my fucking mind. Like yeah. someone please come here. It's someone better get her. I'm turning into a stripper or whatever. Like, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? <laughs> I was crying on the floor, staring at my laptop, looking through the insurance, like available doctors. Like that's laying on the floor crying. Like <laughs> I need help right now. You know, looking back on it, it was really sad. It's funny now. Cause I'm like, man, I'm glad I did. You know, mm-hmm. if I hadn't done that, I don't know where it would be, you know? Mm-hmm. So and that raises a good a good point. Um, I saw this quote the other day. Like, if we if we look back at our past selves and don't cringe at least once, you're not developing. You're not yeah. showing growth. Right. So, right. yeah, I think that's that's fine. We're growing. We're doing good. Okay. <laughs> um, so, if you can afford therapy and you need therapy, please go. Um, just and also take it seriously if you're going to go. Um, and also, it's hard. It's it, hard. It's hard. Guys, it's hard. Like, don't don't go in just thinking, oh, you just sit on a couch and you talk. Yeah, you do that. But it's it's hard. And sometimes it's exhausting. There will be some days I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk to her today. Like, I don't have the energy to do this today, you know. Mm. But I'm always happy that I do. But, yeah, it's taxing. It's exhausting. It's hard. But looking back on the journey, I'm, I'm again, I'm really happy that I did it. So, being able to look back at myself and realize who I was then and the immense difference that there is now, mm-hmm. that's huge. And uh, today I was asking Alex, I'm like, how long have I been in therapy? <laughs> and I'm like, six years. Like, that's crazy to me that it's been six years. It doesn't even feel like that. But the difference that it made in those six years is, I feel like nine day when I introspect about it but right, right. i don't look know if other these. people can see that but yeah, no worries like look at all these tools in your box now right, right. or like even the do. way that i speak to people or talk to people or relate to people you know it's completely mm-hmm. different now that's good so good stuff um and if you cannot afford therapy <clears throat> reach out to local mental health mental health services um or maintain a connection with your support group or productively engage in means of creative expression just to let that energy out. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yeah, and I, and I don't mean like creative expression as in like, how can I put this dismembered body part over here after I've <laughs> killed the entire family? No, I mean like, yo, write a song, freaking sing in the car, draw, like right, paint a mural. Dancing, dance. you know. Dancing's yeah. always good. Dance it out, man. Dance it out. Put some loud music on, whether you're good at it or bad at it, just go at it. Get right. that energy out. Get that energy out. Just like you do on your drum set, you know? Right. Yo, and I actually, I haven't, <laughs> played, I'm not even going to lie, I haven't played the drum set in like probably over a year at this point. Um, we, we, got, we got baby son. Like I, I know, but you can so do it. I, I'm going to have to, you know what? I'm going to get, like, I've been wanting to get like the sound dampening pads, but you know, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> so if you or anyone you know, are struggling with any of the issues that we discussed earlier in this episode today. Please reach out. Please seek help. Please be there for one another. This world is wild. This world is crazy. But we're trying, and I think that should be worth something. 
Yeah. Um, got anything else? No, I think that's it. Good. If anybody has any questions ever, you know, always reach out to Tony. If you have questions for me, he'll let me know. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Well, thank you all for listening. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Don't come for me. No, but this is actually fun. It's informative because I've already learned a couple of things that I didn't know or things that I hadn't thought about.